Welcome to The Pin Drop. My name is Danielle Shaw, and I'm going to be your host for this episode. I'm the new content creator intern at 6CC, so I'm really, really excited to be able to share this episode with everyone. This episode is going to be a mise-en-scene of one of my favorite movies of all time, Jordan Peele's Us. So I picked this movie to look at the imagery and scenery because Jordan Peele movies always have a deeper message and he does a really good job um, of having representation of the black community in his films. So let's start with the basic plot. Um, the movie is centered around a young girl, Adelaide, played by Lupita Nyong'o, and she does an amazing job. Um, and Adelaide has a terrifying experience with a doppelganger who, in the movie, they're referred to as the Tethered. So she encounters the Tethered when she's little in a fun house in a mirror room, and it really shakes her to her core, and she never really feels the same after that. She always fears that her Tethered will come back and haunt her in some way. So fast forward, when she's older and has a family of her own, her and her family return to the same place for a family vacation and Adelaide starts to notice all of these weird coincidences and starts to have that gut feeling that um, her tethered will come back and revenge her in some way. And as the story goes, her instincts were right and a whole family of tethered that look identical to her and her own family come back to revenge them and have their own time in the sun. So that's a basic overarching plot, but it is a Jordan Peele movie, so he doesn't do anything without meaning. And he has said in interviews, I have a definite world of things that I'm exploring and trying to say with this film, all relating to our duality as human beings and the guilt and sins that we bury deep within ourselves. So right off the bat, he clearly has a social justice message to this movie, and I think he really achieves this. Um, for starters, he puts our own faces on the antagonist. So the tethered in the movie would be the thing that we fear most. And normally in horror movies, what comes back to haunt us is a repressed fear, whether it's zombies or some masked serial killer. That is what we fear most, and we repress that, and horror movies force us to look at that. However, in this movie, he puts our own faces on the antagonist. He puts our own faces on the bad guy, or the thing that we fear most. So, what he's saying from this is that oftentimes we look away and tell ourselves that the others aren't like us, right? We're not like the serial killers, we're not like those zombies. But putting our own faces on that bad guy, it doesn't allow us to look away from our fears and we're forced to see our own guilt. And the overarching message of this as it relates to a bigger whole is that we look away and tolerate social inequities and social injustices as a society. And Pila said this, he said one of the central themes in us is that we can do a good job collectively of ignoring the ramifications of privilege. 
so he really speaks about you know if there is an us there's also a them and as a society we kind of ignore the them because they're not in the same class as us and that's a hard concept to come to terms with and we really look in ourselves and try to see are we rooting for the right thing are we doing right by that um and by putting our faces on the villain what peel is saying is that the difference between the tethered so adelaide's tethered is her name is red so the difference between red and adelaide comes from their divergent experiences which makes a statement that these differences are superficial and that we are all the same at the core so adelaide and red look exactly the same but what makes them different is the circumstances of their lives and what they've had to go through so now's the time if you have not seen the movie this is a spoiler and yeah if you haven't seen it pause this go watch it it's great or just keep listening and seem smart in front of your friends when you watch it together so with that being said at the end of the film it's revealed that adelaide the movie's protagonist was actually read the tethered the entire time that sounds very confusing but when adelaide was little she is taken by her tethered doppelganger red and the adelaide we know in the film to be the good guy was actually from the underground world originally and she took the original adelaide hostage and trapped her in the underground tethered world with the rest of them while she pursued a life above so basically the bad guy red was a victim trapped in the below world hence this uprising which drives the plot of the movie so learning this twist it leaves the viewer with this really uncomfortable feeling of asking the question which side are you on so in rooting for adelaide to destroy red throughout the movie we're really fighting to preserve this unequal system where adelaide continues to be able to see the sky where she keeps her privilege of living this above ground world and in doing so we're actually rooting for someone who captured and murdered someone else stealing their life while someone we thought was the bad guy was actually just a victim the one that was taken to the underground so the switch is really causing us to look at who is the bad guy and it's hard to come to terms with the fact that this privileged adelaide that we know actually did all these terrible things and now gets to live this life so it's hard to say do do we root for that or do we root for the underdog so in other terms what peel is saying by this twist is that true fear is ourselves the parts that we don't want to look at the parts of ourselves we keep hidden so like i said before in rooting for adelaide we're rooting to preserve the upper class system but we can't blame her for doing what she did to escape her circumstance in the tethered world so we can't blame her for wanting to get out of that um kind of poverty life 
But at the same time, we can't blame Red for trying to take a stand against her circumstance and causing this uprising and saying, that should be me, I should have my time to live this upper class life since that's what I was born into originally and you took that away from me. So it's a really tricky concept to think about, but at the end of the day, it really does cause us to look within ourselves and kind of say, are, are we being complicit in the mistreatment of others? So could we see this end twist coming? And the answer is yes. Um, the first time I watched it, I did not understand it, but going back and watching it again with the knowledge of the switch, um, with the knowledge of the twist, yes, there are so many signs that Adelaide is actually red. So one of the earliest ones is in one of the first scenes that the tethered are presented in, they're facing um, Adelaide's family in a mirror image and Red is giving this speech about why she's the way she is and how her and Adelaide live two very different lives. And Red is the only one of the tethered that can speak and not only speak, but speak English. Um, her voice is kind of hoarse from misuse or disuse, it sounds like. Um, whereas the other tethered just kind of make clicking noises and moaning to communicate. So that's a telltale sign that Red was at one time in the above world. Um, another one is when Adelaide shows sympathy for the tethered children that get killed off. And this is because she knows what it's like on the other side. She knows what it's like to be in the tethered world. She knows what it's like to be the tethered. And Adelaide shows a sympathy for the tethered children because she knows that beneath the monster, so to speak, there's an actual person. And that just goes back to the idea that everyone is equal at the core. And it's only the circumstances that drives these differences. Um, another way we could have guessed this twist is when the son Jason watches her mother Adelaide kill one of the tethered with so much aggression it alarms him. Jason is kind of two steps ahead thinking, well, that's kind of strange how she did that. Almost like I've never seen my mother do that. And actually going back and watching the movie a second time, I didn't notice it the first time, but during the scene when Adelaide is killing the tethered, she's actually making very similar grunting sounds to the tethered. So that was another sign that, you know, this switch happened when she was little. And lastly, another big red flag right before they reveal um, the twist ending. In the very final fight between Red and Adelaide, Adelaide is back in the tethered world trying to find her son who Red took down under with her. And Adelaide sneaks up on Red and she's whistling Itsy Bitsy Spider, which is the tune that the original Adelaide in the above world was whistling when she was young and in the fun house of mirrors and was taken by um, the tethered Red. So 
her whistling the same tune indicates to the audience that is the same person. So it's hard to envision, which is why I say definitely go check out the movie, but those were some signs that could lead you to the twist ending. Now let's talk about the imagery of the movie. Um, Jordan Peele puts very big emphasis on these mirror images and duality and um, really exploits the idea of pairs in this film and he does it in a very beautiful way. Um, so as I've said, horror films often center around, you know, repressed fears coming back to haunt us. And Peel has said in many interviews that this movie is based on his fear of doppelgangers. So on the surface level, Jordan Peel has always said that it would be truly terrifying to just encounter someone that looks exactly like you um, because there's this idea that only one of you can survive, not both of you can exist and be the same person. Um, so that kind of drove his fear in this movie. But he layers his fear with a social justice message and imagery of duality. And what that does is it causes ourselves to ask, what if we are the enemy? That's a really powerful message. It causes us to look inside ourselves. And Jordan Peele is really saying that we are complicit in the mistreatment and inequality of others by turning away or turning a blind eye to those underrepresented groups or the lower class. He has said one of the biggest disservices we can do as a faction with a collective privilege like the U.S. is to presume that we deserve it. That just speaks volumes right there saying that, you know, a lot of people in the U.S., the upper class, just assume we should be given everything we have just by being born into it. Whereas the lower class, it, it's harder and we don't understand that. So it's causing us to say, well, maybe it's time to start understanding. Peel is really saying that to ignore the underprivileged is to ignore our innate bond to others. It goes um, alongside of the theme that we're all equal at the core. And a good example of this in the movie is that when the husband offers the tethered family cash to fix the problem. In the movie, it is a very funny scene when Adelaide's family is first confronted with the tethered family um, that the husband says something along the lines of, I can go to the ATM if that's what you want. Um, but it just demonstrates that as a society, we can be ignorant and misunderstand others. Um, it demonstrates that the husband is assuming that the tethered family would be looking for the same thing that we would look for, which in the scene is cash. One of the things that keeps recurring in this film is the Bible verse Jeremiah 11.11. Doing a deep dive into it, there is meaning behind it. Um, not only is 11.11 a mirror image itself, if you split the numbers down the middle, it, you know, is a copy of itself. But Jeremiah 11.11 reads, Therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring disaster upon them that they cannot escape. Though they cry to me, I will not listen to them. 
What Jordan Peele is saying by utilizing this Bible verse over and over again in his film is that the tethered are crying out and taking a stand against their circumstance towards those above ground. And those above ground, such as Adelaide's family, feel very threatened by this. This speaks to the idea that as a society, we can be very complicit in understanding the inequalities that we see all around us. We kind of turn a blind eye to those in classes below us or minority groups that aren't like quote unquote us. Um, and we don't really try to understand them. We just go on with our lives and kind of say to ourselves, you know, that's unfortunate that they haven't been given what we have, but we don't actually do anything about it. So for the above ground characters in this movie, like Adelaide's family, to be threatened by the tethered, Peel is really saying that we feel threatened when anything comes into our lives that could mess up the very comfortable life we live. Um, we feel threatened by looking at our guilt and our privilege. And that's a really powerful message that Peel includes in this movie by using this Bible verse. Doing a deep dive on what Jeremiah 11.11 means to this film, I decided to read the verse before, which is Jeremiah 11.10. And that verse reads, They have turned back the inequities of their forefathers, who refused to hear my words. They have gone after other gods to serve them. So reading into this Bible verse, what it's really saying is that as a society, we have forgotten to value equality between human beings. One of the ways this is demonstrated in the film is the scene at the end when Jason, the son, realizes that his mother, Adelaide, was originally from the tethered world. What Jason is actually realizing in this scene is not only the plot twist that we see as viewers, but that he has benefited from an uneven system. You know, he realizes that this entire time his mother was running away from her guilt and the sins she committed to give her son this privileged life. And Jason, being so young, is confronted with this really tough life lesson at a young age, which is, you know, do we run from our guilt or do we confront it head on and move past it? And that's really what he's realizing in that moment. And that's just really demonstrated through this Bible verse, which is, I think, beautiful. This Bible verse, Jeremiah 11.10, reads, They have gone after other gods to serve them. So what I think Peel is speaking on, based on this verse, is that as a society, we are very materialistic. Um, as Americans, you know, it's all about making a dollar and having the best car or the best house. And that's something we have sought after as a society and have forgotten the basic things in life and have forgotten the basic equality that we should all have as human beings. 
Peel has been quoted to say, for us to have this privilege, someone else suffers. Those who suffer and those who prosper are two sides of the same coin. So that again is him just flat out saying, we are all equal. And by us chasing after these material things, it has created inequality, which is also another double-edged sword. Another way Jordan Peele uses duality in his film is that each character's doppelgangers, each character's tethered, represent things and traits and qualities that they don't have or that they have and don't want to be confronted with. So for example, the father Gabe, his tethered is very aggressive and violent while Gabe himself is very goofy and playful and likes to joke around. Another example is Jason, the son. He, throughout the movie, has this magic trick, which is a fake lighter of some sort, and he tries so hard throughout the film to get it to light and to get it to work, and he just can't. But his tethered counterpart, Pluto, is a pyromaniac. So what Peel is doing by having the counterparts possess these qualities that the above world characters don't have is that he's saying no one really wants to look at their faults or their guilt or their demons and again this just goes back to the idea that the bad guys have our faces so the bad guys possess these qualities or guilt or demons that we don't want to look at and Peel is really forcing us to look at them. Another great image of duality that Jordan Peel creates in this movie is the dance fight between Red and Adelaide. So it's beautifully shot and it shows Adelaide and Red fighting in the present time, but flashbacks to them in their own separate dance recitals, doing the same dance, but Adelaide, of course, is dancing on a stage in the above ground world, our world, whereas Red is doing the same choreography but in the tethered world. This just shows how both of them are living the same lives but under different circumstances. And it's these different circumstances that cause differences between the two characters. And in real life, it's different circumstances that cause these differences and different lives between people in our own society. The song that Adelaide and Red are dancing to separately is called Pas de Deux, which in English translates to Dance for Two. The choice of this song was chosen to demonstrate how Again, Red and Adelaide are doing the same dance, so living the same lives basically, but in very different ways. Another way Jordan Peele uses duality as a running theme throughout this movie is by having the tethered carry scissors as their main weapon. There's a duality to scissors, both literally and physically. They're an object that's a whole made up of two parts, two mirror images, and when used, they actually create duality. So they cut one object or a hole into two parts. 
And that is just a beautiful way for Jordan Peele to carry out his theme of duality through his imagery in this movie. Now I wanna talk about one of the most prominent images of duality that Jordan Peele uses in this movie. And that is the hands across America symbol. In the beginning of the movie, um, there's a commercial for Hands Across America, which was an event that took place in the 80s, I believe. And it was this idea that people from all across the country would come together and join hands and show their support for equality or to fight hunger or something of that nature. This is the image that Red uses in her uprising. So at the end of the film, you can see that all of the tethered have created a line by holding hands and creating this divide. This image of Hands Across America is so prominent in this film as one of the biggest signs of duality. So on one hand, it's a beautiful concept, right? Everyone showing their support for this great cause but in doing so, we actually show separation and bring attention to inequality. It's kind of this idea that, yeah, we're supporting a cause and change, but we're not actually fighting for the cause or fighting to change anything. And it goes hand in hand with the whole central theme of the movie, which is that we really need to look inside ourselves. Is Hands Across America just a way to erase our guilt that we feel? Or are we actually showing compassion for the underprivileged, for those minority groups, for the lower class? Because in the above world, Hands Across America, as I've said, was a beautiful concept and a great cause. But when Red uses it, it's to take a stand and to say, you have ignored us. You guys holding hands across America in this above world didn't actually do anything for us. So now it's our time to show you that we're here. She gets across this message by using Hands Across America. So the symbol of Hands Across America in the movie really is a double-edged sword and at the end of the day achieves Jordan Peele's goal of having us look within ourselves to confront our own guilt. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you on Jordan Peele's Us. I hope you enjoyed this Mise song. Um, definitely go check out the movie. It's just full of beautiful messages and is shot so wonderfully. Um, clearly, I've talked about it for at least 25 minutes now. So I highly recommend that you go check out this movie and really pay attention to some of the details I've talked about if they at all interest you. But that's all I have for this Misesan. So I hope you all have a great day and it's time to put a pin in it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>